At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to The Look Ahead here on VCND Sports Betting Network. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Lots of moves being done in the NBA free agency set to begin here on uh, technically July 1st, but really July 6th uh, because there is that whole moratorium where uh, teams and players can come to agreements, but... Nothing can be officially signed until July 6th. Uh, The latest news that we saw in the NBA, the Knicks making a trade with the Pistons once again. They send Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks to Detroit. They clear up some cap space, an additional $19 million in cap space. And uh, it looks like they're going to be able to offer Jalen Brunson somewhere in in the range of uh, $110 million dollars. For the deal there, um, the Knicks uh, sending some future second round picks and uh, some money in the deal as well to the Pistons. Jalen Brunson averaged 16.3 points per game, 4.8 assists per game for the Mavericks as he became the number two option behind Luka Doncic. So, um, you know, uh, I. <laughs> crazy. I I would not have thought that Jalen Brunson would be a top free agent target for the um, for the Knicks. But I guess that's what they want to go after. Get themselves a a, a point guard here. And you see that some of the free agent names there, the restricted free agents and the uh, unrestricted free agents. You know, there are some interesting names there looking at P.J. Tucker. You know, that that's an interesting name because from what I'm seeing, the uh, J- James Harden has not picked up his option yet. And I- I'm, I'm hearing that he might not pick up his option, so he'll opt out, but he'll stay with Philly. He'll sign a two- or three-year deal with Philly, and then Philadelphia is going to sign P.J. Tucker with the cap space. Otherwise, if James Harden, you know, opts in, he's going to make, you know, what is it, $47 million or something something crazy like that, kind of like what uh, Russell Westbrook opted into. So P.J. Tucker is probably going to sign a three-year $30 million 
uh, contract with the Philadelphia 76ers. So, um, you know, we keep just doing the whole NBA rumor mill at this point to see exactly what's going to happen with all these free agents and players. I think one one of the most interesting aspects when it comes to the speculation about the NBA and uh, free agency is the Clippers are the favorite to win the NBA title, the betting favorite to win the NBA title, which is absolutely wild. I, I understand it because of the potential, This right? Like you get Kawhi back healthy for a full season and Paul George and Pat Beverly and, and now John Wall, who you know, at one point we're, we're talking about a – a legit top talent in the NBA. And, you know, this is a a team now that has legit players all across, you know, their their lineup. And uh, Zubats is now now re-signed the deal, so you're going to have... Uh, him back, so we're looking at like, you know, this is a this is a really really good team with John Wall now, and I get it, I really do. I understand, you know, what it's going to look like this season with the Clippers and the expectation for them to go out there and win an NBA title. And it's probably NBA Finals or bust. I would say Western Conference Finals or bust for the Clippers. Here's a funny nugget. Well, first off, we know that the Brooklyn Nets odds have gone down because of the Kyrie Irving opt-in. So now Kyrie's back. KD will be back. Ben Simmons hopefully will play. Joe Harris back healthy. Uh, maybe a move that they can make in free agency. We'll see. But the Brooklyn Nets should be uh, as close to full strength as possible, ready to give it a run next season. But I think one of the funnier notes is Russell Westbrook opts in to his deal with the Lakers. The Lakers' championship odds got Worse, literally, with the announcement of Russell Westbrook opting into his deal. So that's the market basically saying the Lakers are worse with Russell Westbrook. Yesterday, we were talking about them about 20, 22 to 1, 24 to 1 at worst. I'm seeing 27 to 1. Their odds got worse with the announcement of Russell Westbrook, which makes sense because, you know, that's a lot of money to clog up. And I don't think now with him opting in that the Lakers have enough cap space to make any moves. Right? Like, I don't think that they can add anybody. Like the Lakers right now, Russell Westbrook's making forty-seven million dollars. LeBron's at forty-four. I'm I'm just rounding here. Anthony Davis is at thirty-eight. You got THT at 
10. I mean, Kendrick Nunn at 5.2. I mean, this is, I, I don't, I don't think they have any space. They have potential, no? I don't think so. And, I mean, let, let's say they have a mid-level exemption or something like that and what they um, can do with with wh- whoever they can bring in. I, I don't, I don't know. They're going to have to get creative. Their Lakers are going to have to get creative here with with their salary to try and bring in somebody. And I don't know who that somebody is. Is it, you know, re-signing Malik Monk? Right? Make sure they get him. Is there anybody else out there that wants to, you know, take less money and, and, and go play for the Lakers? I think this team is just destined to really um, have some, you know, veteran minimum contracts. Pretty much all they can all they can do. And I don't know if that's good enough to improve the team. So, you know, you look at them and it's like, yeah, I guess I understand. Russell Westbrook opts in. It makes them worse from a salary cap perspective, so they can't improve the team. And we saw their inefficiencies on the floor last season, so their championship odds have gotten worse. And that's where the that's where we sit with the Lakers. Um, looking at the rest of the championship odds, and just based on potential free agency, I don't know what's going to happen with DeAndre Ayton and the the uh, Suns. So the Suns tendered the. million qualifying offer to DeAndre Ayton. So on July 1st, he will become a restricted free agent. So he could sign an offer sheet with any other team, but the Suns have 48 hours to match that offer or they let him walk. Or they come to a an agreement with him and he stays in Phoenix or they work out a sign and trade with the team uh, that is going through that whole offer sheet process. So there's a lot of, you know, uncertainty about what the Phoenix Suns are going to look like and how they're going to handle their roster construction. The Suns right now are amongst the favorites to go to the NBA Finals, like they were last year. In the Western Conference, the Suns are your third favorite behind the Clippers and the Golden State Warriors. But if they get rid of DeAndre Ayton, who replaces him? Uh, And what does this team look like without him? And I get it. At the end of the year, maybe he didn't uh, he didn't contribute as much, but he was a big piece of that team. I'm very curious to see what the Suns look like, and and is this window that was open 
for the past couple of seasons, with the Suns being really the best team in the NBA, especially in the regular season, is it closing? You know, you get to one NBA, you get to the NBA Finals, you have the great run in the bubble, you get to the NBA Finals last year, you lose a 2-0 lead to the Bucks. you have the best record in the regular season this year, and you're out in the playoffs, and now the team looks completely different. It's going to be fun to watch. NBA free agency is definitely a fun topic. And when you know we get to this weekend and the offers start coming in, it's going to be really exciting to see the market move. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Uh, let's take a look at what went down in Major League Baseball here on Tuesday. Doubleheader between the Guardians and the Twins. Cleveland took game one. 3-2, to two, and the Twins with a uh, revenge in Game 2, winning 6 nothing. Uh The Braves beat the Phillies 5-3. to three. Uh, This is the one where I kick myself for not betting it because I said that I liked it, and I didn't bet it. Matt Olson homered twice in this one, uh, Braves winning 5-3. to three. Yankees um, beat the A's 2-1. J.P. Sears, who made his, I guess it was his second start of the season um, for the Yankees. Yeah, his second start of the season for the Yanks. He did have two relief appearances. Uh, J.P. Sears now has pitched 12 and two-thirds innings for the Yankees. He has allowed eight hits, and he has not allowed a run on the season just yet. 
So how about that? J.P. Sears has an ERA of zero for the New York Yankees. <laughs> In this game, he goes um, five and two-thirds innings, allows three hits and no runs. Clay Holmes did allow a run in the uh, top of the ninth inning. Yankees win 2-1 to one over the A's. Nationals beat the Pirates 3-1. to one. Patrick Corbin, you want to talk about a uh, monster comeback game after, you know, as bad as he has been this season? Patrick Corbin is a guy who in, let's see, um, Every single start of this season for Patrick Corbin, with the exception of one start on May 10th against the Mets, every single start this season, he has given up at least two runs. Uh, And then you can look at, really, the majority of those starts, and we're talking right now this season, Patrick Corbin has started 16 games now. And in those 16 games... He has given up three runs in all but two of them. So this is a guy who has had an absolute atrocious season for the uh, Washington Nationals. But Patrick Corbin was dealing here on Tuesday. Eight innings, five hits, just one run allowed, and 12 strikeouts as the Pirates could get nothing going against Patrick Corbin. Nationals win 3-1. to one. Blue Jays with a walk-off win against the Red Sox, 6-5. to five. Vlad Guerrero Jr. with a walk-off single in the top of, uh, excuse me, bottom of the ninth inning. So the Blue Jays will look for the sweep coming up on uh, Wednesday. Astros absolutely blow out the Mets. Nine to one. This one was, you know, pretty much over early. They uh, took a four nothing lead in the top of the first inning. Kyle Tucker with a three run home run off of uh, Carlos Carrasco. So Astros uh, impressive win nine one over the Mets. Brewers beat the Rays five to three. It was the Cardinals over the Marlins five to three. The Reds with a five three win. Over the Cubs, Luis Castillo had 11 strikeouts in that game. The Rangers beat uh, the Royals 8-3. John Gray now starting to put together some decent starts. Uh, This is now, I guess, his might have been, you know, he goes seven innings here, allows just one run. This on the heels of an outing uh, most recently where John Gray had another really uh, good outing. He allowed just... Uh, two runs against Philadelphia in five and two-thirds. He had seven shutout innings against Detroit. He had um, six innings of one-run ball against Chicago. So this is now four really good starts for um, John Gray as the Rangers win again against the Royals. Uh, taking a look now at the uh, – we talked about the Rockies beating the Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw was absolutely just lost. Um Really just a pathetic start for Clayton Kershaw. Uh, His ERA goes up by almost a full run after this game. White Sox, 17 hits against the Angels. They win 11-4. They were down 3-0 going into the top of the fifth inning. They explode for five runs 
in the top of the fifth inning, two home runs in that inning, and then they added another five spot in the top of the seventh inning. So two really big innings from the White Sox. They beat the Angels by the score of 11-4. to The Diamondbacks trailed the Padres 6 nothing, and they came back to win the game 7-6. It was 6 nothing after six innings. Diamondbacks scored four in the seventh, two in the eighth, one in the ninth to walk it off. The six-run comeback is the largest comeback in Diamondbacks franchise history. Giants beat the Tigers 4-3. And the Mariners, a 2-0 victory over the Orioles. This one was a pretty crazy. um, It was 0-0 going into the bottom of the eighth inning. Uh, Just a great pitcher's duel between um, uh, Dean Kramer, who threw seven shutout innings, allowing just four hits, and Robbie Ray, who went seven shutout innings, allowed just one hit and struck out eight batters. In the um, ninth inning, or excuse me, in that bottom of the eighth inning, Julio Rodriguez um, got a, I believe he it was a single that Julio, um, there was a close play at first base on an infield single with two outs. Or this was, I guess, yeah, this was after J.P. Crawford had singled. And then Julio is safe on a on a play where, you know, if you watched it over again, it looked pretty suspect. Uh, but nevertheless, he was safe. And then Jesse Winker doubles in two runs on the very next, pl- ne- next batter. So instead of being 0-0 going to the ninth, it wound up uh, scoring two runs. So... Uh, Tough situation there for uh, uh, the Orioles against Seattle. So that's what happened here on Tuesday. You have teams that are looking to avoid sweeps here coming up on Wednesday um, as series kind of conclude. You have the A's looking to avoid a sweep against the Yankees, although that's a very difficult uh, task. The Pirates will be looking to avoid a sweep Against the Nationals, you have uh, the Mets and Astros is just a two-game set, so there's nothing really there. Um, the Royals will look to avoid a sweep against the Rangers. Zach Greinke on the hill. You got the um, Padres and Diamondbacks just playing game two. Um, Tigers and Giants, same thing. Uh, let's see. Um the Red Sox will look to avoid a sweep against the Blue Jays. And I believe the Marlins looking to avoid a sweep to the Cardinals. So you got a lot of potential here. A Dodgers looking to avoid a sweep at the hands of the Rockies. And so it's you got a lot of teams that are looking to avoid sweeps here coming up on Wednesday. Uh, a couple, a lot of day games. You got one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven, eight day games before you get to the uh, night game slate. So, a lot of day baseball. It is getaway day for some teams that are, you know, ending their series 
on Wednesday. Some teams do have off days on Thursday uh, before beginning a weekend series. Going to be monitoring all of this. We'll go through the board coming up a little bit later on, try to pick out our leans. There are some really good pitchers on the hill coming up on Wednesday that we absolutely love to back in their start. So we'll look to break that down coming up in a little bit. Coming up next, I want to get back into football. Uh, Ryan Kramer from the Sports Gambling Podcast, Sports Gambling Podcast Network, will join me on the program. Those guys have been all over the USFL, and I know they have a futures bet on the longest shot out of the final four teams to win the title, and they're live going into the championship game. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Scott Sadenberg back here. This is The Look Ahead on vcin, the sports betting network. Joining me now from the Sports Gambling Podcast, Sports Gambling Podcast Network, he is Ryan Kramer, the man who is all over the USFL. Ryan, the uh, championship game is coming up this Sunday. You got Birmingham, you got Philadelphia, uh, we had Sean on last week. He he had the Philadelphia Stars as his future bet. I guess during the season, you guys were doing that. So what what's the latest on your the the futures bets here in the USFL and how you're approaching this championship game? Oh, as a show, we were sitting pretty. I am I was on the Generals plus eight hundred to win it all. He at some point had grabbed the Stars at a whopping eighteen to one. Wow! Early in the future season, I don't think many people realized that two teams from each division were locked in to make the playoffs. So now you have the product of that. One of those long shots made it eighteen to one, squaring off against what most people would say was the best team from the regular season. Look, if I was Sean stacking the money green, sitting on an eighteen to one, would I hedge? Maybe I might uh, green up, as one of our baseball guys calls it, a little bit on Birmingham because they are the cream of the crop, just like the Generals were. And I worry with a a little bit of a hangover after taking down their division rivals, Mm. it's going to be tough to beat Birmingham. So, yes, I I think I would personally hedge a little bit. But as someone who has been stomping and jumping on the table to tell you the USFL has been top-heavy all season, uh, I'm happy to take the Birmingham Stallions laying the points. I'm not worried that they're not playing this game in in beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. It is in Canton. Uh, but, yeah, I think this has just been a season of cream rising to the top. And we saw a general's upset last week that I don't think the Stars will have it back-to-back weeks. Yep, and uh, Birmingham was able to beat New Orleans last week pretty convincingly. Uh, and our favorite to do the same here in the championship game. What about the total 45? Any lean towards the over or under? 
you know, it felt like unders were the way to go early in the season. But with the way both of these offenses can score, the only way I would look at this game is the over. I think Philly has kind of found their stride. Uh, Case Kukis, whoever's out there at quarterback, they're playing with swagger. And on the other side of the ball, Birmingham, you saw what they did against a very good breakers defense. So only way I would look here is the over. All right. So we'll take a look at that. That's coming up on uh, Sunday. Uh, in Canton, Ohio, at the Hall of Fame Stadium there, Philadelphia against Birmingham for the USFL title. Let's shift gears and get into the NFL. I was talking a lot earlier about the Deshaun Watson hearing, which uh, did not conclude on Tuesday. It's going to go into Wednesday, maybe even longer, but I I think we all can assume that he's going to get suspended. It's probably going to be a year, but we'll find out what the suspension is uh, once this hearing is concluded. When the suspension is announced, Ryan, the the books will then, I assume, reopen the markets on the Cleveland Browns. They'll repost a win total. Uh, they'll repost their lines for games. Is there a number out there? Let's talk about their win total. Is there a number out there that can get reposted that you would want to be on the over for the Cleveland Browns, even believing that it's going to be Jacoby Brissett as their quarterback. I mean, I hate to say it, but I think the way it's shaping up, certainly the NFL doesn't like to lose. The NFL doesn't like to be made uh, to look like a fool. And I think some of the happenings of the baseball uh, of MLB this offseason has kind of pushed the NFL to a situation where we're expecting a big suspension. And, and to your point, uh, I don't know if there's a, a season number. Now, we have we discussed this earlier in the offseason. I kind of like the value you can still get in the futures markets and some of the like, divisional futures markets on some of their competition. Uh, but win total-wise, you're talking to someone who has a Houston Texas over four hmm. uh, in their pocket already. So I'm absolutely willing to dive into the dumpster and grab good value. Now, I think the value might come in, in the form of game-to-game betting. I'm going to be looking at the game of the year lines when they reopen. I'm certainly going to be looking to just flat-out play Cleveland early in the season because everyone is going to be fading them. And at the end of the day, this is a roster that, with with the exception of the, the wide receivers, I think you know they, they could be a formidable team. And so I think to say, hey, this top-notch quarterback who, by the way, only won four games the last time he played a full season – uh, was going to be this transcendent quarterback? I don't know. And if, if it, absolutely, I, I know there's still a chance Baker sticks around and does something. But when Baker leaves to go to Seattle, I think absolutely Cleveland's going to be a team that myself and I would imagine a number of the the contrarian sharp betters are going to be blindly playing early in the season. Yeah, I think uh, you know if they post a seven and a half win total, I think you're going to have to go over that total with the Cleveland Browns. I mean, this is a team that won eight games last year with Baker Mayfield and. I don't know. I'm still holding out uh, uh, and I, uh, just this idea that they can improve at the quarterback position. Would you be uh, surprised at all if they went out and brought in another quarterback? Uh, they seem set up to win now, right? They, the moves are setting them up to win now. So they do strike me as a franchise that might try to put a Band-Aid on a Band-Aid and, and Honestly, you know, I think the best move is still to beg Baker to come back. You know, mm. hey, you still have the code. You still have the keys to the house. You still got the code. Like, come back home, play for a year, like make it like an earn it deal and, and go find your next job based on this season. You're healthy. 
that's their best shot because anything else, a quarterback coming in this late, you know this, Scott, maybe, maybe he could outperform uh, Brissett, but I don't even know if that would be a heavy favorite. Mm. I was thinking maybe if there's a, a chance they bring in Jimmy Garoppolo for a season. Ooh. You know? Then, then you know, I'd be looking at them as a playoff team for sure. It, it's a slight upgrade, but you know, to, to what Jimmy has done in the past, it certainly makes you feel optimistic they can get there. Would you? Uh, so, do you think there's still a chance that Baker stays on this team and he plays Week One? It's the drama of the NFL. I think there's plenty of smoke that he he leaves, and he's certainly not happy. But if he, this is his best shot to start at quarterback, like if we find out Watson's out for a year mm-hmm. and he knows absolutely the path to him starting games is 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 in Cleveland, I think you're wise to stay in Cleveland and and maybe earn a, a job elsewhere this season. Yeah, I mean, his comments today were really interesting where he said, you know, oh, they would have to approach me, but, you know, I think both sides know that we're moving on, but he didn't exactly close the door, so maybe if the Browns do come crawling back, that Baker is willing to say, all right, we'll let bygones be bygones, and I'm going to play this season and try and light it up with uh, Amari Cooper there as my new number one wide receiver. Uh, have you begun to look into any of the markets in the NFL and and start to consider any leans or any plays that you're going to make? Uh, I mean, honestly, I think the the ripest market, and, and I, I almost feel foolish to say it, but coach of the year. I I I, I know uh, you know my, myself and Sean on the Sports Gambling Podcast. We we've been diving into the markets as they open, but to see to still today here on June 28th, look at the coach of the year market and see. Uh, our guy, Mike Tomlin, in a situation with a chippy team, a good defense, a quarterback that who knows, maybe someone gets surprised. And oh, by the way, in a division where Deshaun Watson uh, probably not going to be mm-hmm. there, a, a team kind of stepping out of the way. Mike Tomlin knows how to finish above 500, knows how to make the playoffs. 30 to 1, I believe, is the latest you can get on him. Which, again, he's a guy everyone likes. Everyone would want the narrative, the media. People would vote for him. So, uh, honestly, this is, this is one of those markets where we always see the, the volatility. We see the, the sexy picks. We understand why they're up there. But to, to have an old regular like Mike, Mike Tomlin in a season where his old quarterback is gone and he does have an interesting path to the postseason, that would shock people and, and give them enough ammunition to say, hey, Let's give this guy. Let's throw this guy a bone this year. So that, I'm 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 playing that, and and the second one is the obvious. I'm wearing the Giants shirt, but Brian Dable comes in, obvious, uh, huge step up from Jason Garrett in the office in the past. So I think another guy differences can kind of expose the media into something that they want, and and this is a narrative award, a media award. So again, Brian Dable twenty to one, Mike Tomlin thirty to one feels like a couple good values in the Coach of the Year market. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I mean, I've told you before, I, I like Daniel Jones, comeback player of the year, nine to one, you know, yes, sir. with Brian Dable and, and, and the, the skill set that he has. So, and maybe a Giants long shot to win the division. <laughs> oh, you're speaking my language, Scott. <laughs> right. I appreciate the time and the conversation. Good luck on Sunday with the USFL title game. Thanks, Scott. There he is, Ryan Kramer, the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Make sure you check those guys out. Do a tremendous job uh, over there. So, yeah, I mean, Mike Tomlin, 30-1, to 1, huh? Coach of the Year. And I'm seeing Dable actually has moved down to 14-1 to 1 for Coach of the Year. A couple of interesting names on this board. Maybe we'll take a look at some of these NFL 
uh, futures, awards, markets coming up. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Scott Sandberg back here. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. And uh, interesting conversation we had with Ryan Kramer of the Sports Gambling Podcast has uh, talked about some of the, um, he, the coach of the year candidates for next year in the NFL. And uh, let's just go through this this board here. Brandon Staley is your favorite to win the award, 14-1. Uh, to 1. There are a couple of uh, guys here that are um, favored to win the award at 14-1. to 1. You have uh, Staley. You have Brian Dable of the Giants. You have Dan Campbell, Lions. And Doug Peterson. Yeah. Doug Peterson getting some love here. Coach of the Jaguars climbing up the board. Um, Mike McDaniel is a popular choice as well. And a lot of people think that the Dolphins could be a a very intriguing team this season. Certainly with the addition of Tyreek Hill and, you know, Tua's in a pretty much a, a spot to improve for sure. Uh, other... Um, Possible head coaching, um, you know, uh, coach of the year, Nick Sirianni, is up there with the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that um, people think is going to, um, a team that's going to certainly make a, uh, a a step up this year, compete for the division title. Um, Kevin O'Connell, who's the head coach of the Vikings now, is at 16-1. to 1. Uh, let's see who else is interesting. Josh McDaniels of the Raiders is there. Um, Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach of the Broncos, 
is up there as well. And then you go a little further down the list, right? I mean, John Harbaugh, maybe the, the Ravens are healthy this year and they have a little bit of a resurgence. Come back, win that division, especially when, you know, maybe there's a Super Bowl hangover with the uh, with the, the, the Bengals and the Browns are going to be without Deshaun Watson for an entire season. The Steelers, everyone expect to be a fourth-place team. So maybe the Ravens are the team that wins that division and makes a playoff run, and John Harbaugh winds up being the coach of the year. He's at 25-1. to 1. You know, do the Jets have a bounce back, uh, bounce back season, take a big step forward? And Robert Salah is the head coach of the year. Todd Bowles taking the Bucks back to the playoffs. You know, there's a lot of interesting names here for uh, coach of the year in the NFL. Uh, other awards, I'll just give you the favorites here real quick. Um. Regular season MVP, Josh Allen's your favorite. It's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford. You can go down the list. Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr. See, I think, you know, Derek Carr is an interesting name. If you're buying into the Raiders, if you're buying into him and and Devontae Adams and 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 playing under Josh McDaniel and making that offense really boom. I think Russell Wilson, of course, is an, is a very good candidate with a team that's ready to win now in Denver, right? Lamar Jackson, for sure, guy who's won this award and coming back from injury. And, you know, Lamar Jackson with a team that's now healthier could certainly... Uh, have an MVP season. And then there's the quarterback that could wind up being the top quarterback in the league when it's all said and done. And that's Justin Herbert. And I think that there are a lot of people that expect Justin Herbert to take even another big step forward and become the guy this season. He was the guy last year. 5,014 yards, second to only Tom Brady, who had 5,300 yards. He had 38 touchdowns. That's third behind Brady's 43 and Stafford's 41. He threw 15 interceptions. He had the third highest QBR at 65.6 behind Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people are really high on this Chargers team with good reason. The the Chargers uh, right now are the... Third favorite to win the AFC at plus 850. They are the second favorite to win the AFC West behind the Kansas City Chiefs. They are plus 250 and tied with the 
Denver Broncos, who were also plus 250. And to win the Super Bowl, the Chargers are 16 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. This is a this was a really good football team last year that fell just short. And yeah, it was the end of the regular season loss at the end of the year, you know, losing to the Raiders and, and it was what it was. But there was a time where the Chargers had it was all laid out in front of them. I remember I, I was deciding which LA team I wanted to bet in the futures market, and I picked the wrong one. I picked the Chargers instead of the Rams. And the Chargers had a chance to claim the number one seed and a bye. But then they wound up losing. Uh, you know, they lose that second game to the Chiefs. There was the um, the loss after that. Well, Who they lose to? It was like um, they lost a baffling game. Was it the Texans? Yeah. They lose to the Texans. That's what it was. And then, obviously, it came down to the last game of the season where they lost to the Raiders in overtime. But I'm very high on Justin Herbert, and I'm high on this Chargers team. And so, looking at the MVP, yeah, I think 10-1 to 1 on Justin Herbert. I like it. I really do. And I think taking a look at the Chargers in, in the futures market, I like them as well. And maybe this is the year that Brandon Staley does win coach of the year because he was a guy that seemingly was the favorite all season long last season. Other uh, markets to take a look at. Offensive player of the year. You got Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, Nick Chubb. Um, You know, just kind of thinking about going outside the box here. Why not a Devontae Adams? 16 to 1. Kind of correlates with the whole Derek Carr possibility there. Um, Elsewhere, let's see. Defensive player of the year, you got Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Aaron Donald, Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Chase Young. This one's an interesting award. Um, it, you know, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt. They'll probably still be the favorites throughout the season. Same thing with Aaron Donald. Um, will somebody kind of jump into this mix? That's the question, right? Like, who's going to come in and all of a sudden have a ridiculous season with a bunch of sacks and and wind up being the defensive player of the year? I think that's the question that you have to ask if you want to bet anybody besides some of these top favorites. And then uh, comeback player of the year. I've talked about this before. I like Daniel Jones of the Giants at nine to one. Uh, I, and then the rookie of the years are, 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 are wide open. I think it'll come down to the pass rushers for the defense. So like Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, maybe Trevon Walker. And for the offense, wide open. If Kenny Pickett starts for the Steelers and they have a winning season, he's your winner by, you know, run away. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N. 
A-I-R. We'll get into the Major League Baseball board coming up here for Wednesday. I mentioned earlier there are teams that are looking to avoid sweeps. There are a ton of day games to get into. Plenty more to do coming up here on The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.